Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about Transformers the last night. What were you about to say? I don't know. It was started with an S, though. No idea. It was very strange. Yep. Transformers the last night. Those are the kind of just random consonants I take out of podcasts that I edit, but this podcast, <laughs> we You get them in. all. You get 100% of it, dude. That's the, just... The straight continents. Consonants. Yeah. <laughs> I almost say it said straight continents. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> that's whenever, oh my gosh, that's whenever a, a continent just kind of breaks free from, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, from, from the crust of the earth and floats around yeah, willy-nilly yeah. throughout the oh, ocean. You know it happens. It happens totally, dude. Um, I mean, psh, Transformers, the whole Pangea thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get into that <laughs> mess and uh, talk about that later. Oh, but first, man. what have you been up to this week, John? So, mm. um, Chris. Yeah. Very busy this week. Like this actual okay. like work week or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. super busy. We also traveled like over the weekend yeah. and went up 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 to oh, yeah, uh, yeah. up to family for mom's birthday, grandma's birthday, and father's day. Like it was like mm-hmm. the rapid fire kind of things mm-hmm. going on there. Um, and Wait, so, uh, actually did mom ever text you what dad was going to surprise her with? Uh, no, she didn't text me either. We got to get on that dude. <laughs> so did you do anything, uh, entertainment wise? Um, well, I guess I, I say all that to say like the, the entertainment stuff that I've done has been very nugget sized, okay. been very small kind of things. Um, I did buy arms, uh, before oh, yeah, we left town. And so like on the ride up or whatever, I was, uh, I was playing some of that. I was doing the campaign stuff. Then like on breaks from, uh, from, from mixing, I would, I would basically take breaks and do that rather than rocket league or something like that. Mm-hmm. Super fun, dude. I put, uh, I've put a few, few hours into it. I think at this point, like a couple, mm-hmm. like between the weekend and then, you know, a couple days here, I've put a, put a decent amount of time in there and it's, it's a really fun thing. Haven't ventured into the ranked matches, mm. But I've done almost everything else. So, uh, so yeah, okay. dude, it's a, it's a uh, it's a super fun game, super entertaining for that kind of nugget sized thing. Mm. So, yeah, cool. I was doing that. Let me think. Uh, oh, Samurai Jack. I've also been watching some Samurai Jack. I never finished. Never like watched through Samurai Jack. We would, we would catch episodes back in the day whenever it was airing originally. Yeah. But uh, never really like just sat down and like watched all of them. So I've been, uh, been doing that. That's, uh, that's are they, it's as you remember there as I remember, it's weird watching things like that are, uh, in full screen. Like, so, oh, uh, yeah. so not like the widescreen television mm-hmm. stuff. And they do really cool things with like framing stuff and like, uh, in comic book kind of fashion and stuff like that with, with the show. But it's weird to just not have any real estate on the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really interesting, um, yeah. but yeah, it's it's all standard def as well. I think I don't I don't think it, it they haven't like upgraded the visuals to HD in uh, on Hulu, but it's like you know eventually I'm sure I'll hit the HD age, <laughs> maybe maybe that last season whatever this airing right now or whatever mm. the uh, that one will probably be there. But so I've been watching that. We played. Uh, will we did, it? I don't I I don't know. That's don't, a good question. I mean, it's a, it is a good question because they switched to uh, to uh, they're in Adult Swim. Right, I don't. If if it has, if it's not there right now, I don't know that it will be there. Well, I mean, it, I don't know. I mean, I that's a good question. That's a good question because I'm not sure like when the final like day like if the season will come out. No, or it's when over. It will, oh, so it when will out, it yeah. hit? Like uh, Hulu is what I'm nah, thinking. Yeah, so, I don't know. It, or if it maybe well, doesn't Hulu, does Hulu there. not work anymore where it releases that day after anymore? Some things do and some things don't. Okay, like for example. Um, Star vs. Force of Evil waited until the entire season was done, then they dropped it all at the same time. But like That's a weird. few days after, but it was like you know the whole thing had to finish up. That's weird. Um, whereas like Bob's Burgers or something like that, it's like as you go yeah, type yeah. situation. So um, Cartoon Network also has their own kind of streaming thing similar to uh, mm-hmm. Disney XD, mm-hmm. where like they air the episodes there for on-demand stuff and uh and so i'm wondering if maybe that's a similar case where it's like oh we have it on our own stream stuff so we don't need to put it up on hulu Mm -hmm. so i don't know um but yeah so i've been watching through that the uh we did the the nightfall Mm. this week um i did that last night with with some folks with uh fultron and joel who's been on the podcast before um and then the only other thing is chris i've been wanting to play some zelda breath of the wild but i've been holding off why I have four more shrines. I have a hundred and how many would that be? 116 shrines at this point. Mm-hmm. And I have four more. 
no idea where they're at. Mm. I've trounced all over this map, seemingly, and I haven't encountered them just randomly. I know that there's one that I can't... I, I know where it's at, but I can't, can't get to it. And I'm not sure exactly how. But So there's three shrines out there in the wild somewhere that I, I need to encounter, and I'm waiting for the DLC to drop so I can see where I've been for the last you yeah. know, 100 and change hours or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I think it, it's an up to two, the last 200 hours, footsteps, mm -hmm. and see where that blank spot is, mm -hmm. and I can go explore it. So that happens at the end of this month. So I'm kind of like... In Just a holding waiting. pattern, where I'm like I don't, I don't, I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. So I, um, I need to get back into that game. I haven't played it in a long time, and uh, I honestly can't even remember what I was doing. <laughs> um, uh, you, were you? You had just gotten off of uh, Eventide Island, which was an uh, experience I just had. And uh, it was very I hadn't fun. just gotten off of that. I'd gotten off it a while ago. Ah. Um, but I, um, I, I, I was up in like the middle of the map somewhere. It was kind of like these these rocky kind of like passes. I just found a village. Mm. Um, I don't remember, like, I remember there was, like, three different quests that I felt like I wasn't ready for, and ah. it was telling me to do, and I don't remember what I was doing Gotcha. that. So, that happens a lot, and it's like, and I always I know just, I started doing something. I always just backed off and was like, okay, I've got to level up my character somehow, and so I would go do more shrines, yeah. or, like, go get better weapons and stuff, yeah. so, yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, what have you been up to, Chris? Haven't been playing that, uh, but... I have been playing Rare Replay. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, Microsoft. So whenever I watch the Microsoft E3 press conference, right. or anyone who did on... Um, Mixer. Mixer, yeah. A Mixer. If you did it by the end of the week uh, or watched it live, they gave you a what they called a mix bag. And uh, it was just a bunch of games. There was like some Killer Instinct stuff in there. Nice. Um, there was the full Rare Replay download. That's legit. There dude. was some other game in there. Um yeah, and so I've just been kind of going through and playing through those. The thing about those compilation games, I'm always kind of like, because we would buy those Atari ones or the, like the Sega mm -hmm. ones back in the day. There's always just like a ton of games in there. I'm just like, I'm never going to play these more than like once or twice. Yeah, you, know? you give like, them a shot and you're like, yeah, never touching that again. I can respect yeah. it, but no. Yeah, and it's cool. Like it is cool going back, you know, through the years, going back like to the first um rare game back in the 80s, you know, and playing that. Hmm. Um, I think it's like 81 or something like that. Was that like an Atari game or something? Yeah, like, I, mean, I mean, that's what it looks like. That's wild. Yeah. And and so, like, going back through, and then I've, I've worked my way up through, um, I think I just played um, the first uh, Killer Instinct um, is what I played. And so Very cool. they, they incentivize you to go in there because, like, they give you they tie achievements to playing each game. Hmm. Um, and so, like, it's cool to like, go in and check it out and then, like, uh, this, it starts unlocking these videos about the history of these games and rare, and so like they incentivize you playing these games really well, yeah. which is cool. Um, uh, so I've been I've been kind of working my way through that. I'm enjoying it so far. That's awesome. Uh, so I've been doing that. Um, but I've been watching a lot of Friends again. Oh man, you're back on the Friends. Yeah, back on the Friends. I love it. Um, it's like your summer thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna like I think I'm gonna start uh, curb your enthusiasm, but like like once I'm in a show, I'm fine with it. But mm -hmm. it's like. Just start getting started on a new show. I'm like, I feel like I have to yeah. sit down and invest like time in like a couple episodes, like yeah. just so I can kind of get a grasp on it. Yeah, figure out what it is because so, like because you run into things that you're like, oh, I don't like yeah, that, yeah. and it's just the first episode because it's the pilot. And you know? I just haven't had the, the the sit down time to do that. We uh, we finished uh, this past season of New Girl. Nice. Yep, which was good. good. I'm not current on that. Yeah, New Girl was great. Um, I still feel like they're they're trying to end this show, man. Um, new Girl. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think I've said that before, but like all the all the roads right now are all pointing to this thing like ending at some point at the end of the next season. I thought it was going to be this season, but they didn't announce something, so I was like, and they renewed it, so I'm like, okay, well, next season then because like there's just things that are happening. I don't know if you, how how in depth you want me to go. Well, I mean, you just figure like you know whenever there's like oh that storyline can't go forever, that one can't go forever. I either. mean, they can, they can go, the storylines can go, but like the characters are. Um, growing apart mm. in both storyline and physical distance. Oh, so someone's moved to the East Coast. Uh, p yes, people have moved. Yeah. Let me just say that. And to me, the loft is always like that's the like that was the catalyst for the whole show. Yeah, it's that's just the place. moves into the loft. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, and there are other things that are. I'm actually like this. The ends of all these roads. Do not converge, you know, gotcha. like, 
however it ends. Well, I mean, you figure like, especially comedies like that. And, you know, Seinfeld was, is kind of this way. And like, there's a lot of like comedies, like they don't ever just like ride off into the sunset and go, everyone kept going like this forever. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I mean, most of them right. end in a very definitive kind of a way. Right. And well, and this is the thing, like I, uh, so I just finished, um, uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. A lot of people laud that ending, that show of the uh, the, the ending of that show as like that's how you end a show. And to some extent, I'm kind of like, okay, that was nice, but pretty much like everything was just kind of tied off in a bow. Like everything didn't end, and yeah. there was there was definitely like there was a few. You saw like okay, there's future for these people, but there wasn't anything left unresolved. There wasn't anything kind of like, and the same thing happens with Friends. You know, mm. it's like. Like to the nth degree, I think that's like the worst version of that, where yeah. it's like everything gets tied off, like in the last episode. I'm like, okay, that's weird, you know? Like, yeah. Um, whereas, Life never ends like that. And you again, know? and I think it's just like, you know, uh, it's more of a like, I, I don't like the way that they did the last few episodes, two episodes of, is it two or one episode of Seinfeld? Of Seinfeld? I think it's. Or is it one hour long? I think long it's episode? one hour long episode. I don't like the whole like retrospective way. stuff and let's bring all the characters yeah. back and all that kind of stuff. But I do like the whole like, okay, well, this is just like uncertain. Like we don't, we'd never, we don't resolve anything in right. these characters' lives. Right. We just let it like end. And yeah. I do like that. Yeah. Um, well, but, and it ends in a very like in a, in a place where you're kind of like you're like I don't know how to feel about that. Like that's yeah. not cool because I like these characters, but they're also kind of all horrible people at yeah, the same yeah. time too. You know, so it's I mean, like, it's, it's the kind of it's the kind of like you know, say Always Sunny decided to end, which it's been renewed for like four more seasons or something. So it's not in <laughs> anytime soon. Um, it's gonna be it's it's going to be, end up being the longest running comedy on television. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, sitcom. Um, yeah. I think the longest running comedy, if we're going to put it that way, is The Simpsons. Ah, uh, yo, absolutely it yeah. is, dude. That thing's still going. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, um, but th- that's going to be the longest running like sitcom, like yeah. live action, which is wild. Like, that's insane. It's insane. I was watching something today along those lines of like, here's the pilot they shot on their VHS like camcorder, and it's like this is insane. Yeah, that well, this grew out of just like this beginning. Yeah, and any show that goes long enough. Like you, whenever you start looking back at like season one, like by the end of the office, like you look back at season one, you're like, this is just, yeah, this is not, is this the same show, you know, same sort of thing with like Seinfeld from the ending seasons to the first season. And like, you know, like the development of, of side characters like Kramer, where it's like the first season, he's just kind of like a character. Yeah. And then in the last, like, you know, lots of cool things about him. Like there's all this stuff about you. So it's like, it's just interesting to look back at the very beginning of things like that. And I love as, as, as comedies go on like that, whenever they start um, referencing themselves and pulling things in from earlier seasons or shows, episodes, you know, like the, the fact that like always sunny always does like they're on like, they were on a kick for a while where they were making the next Lethal Weapon. I think they're on like Lethal Weapon 12 or something like that. You know, like they've done this thing several times where it's like, okay, like I get it. Like we're playing off of what they did last time. That's really funny. I mean, um, and that rewards like people for watching your show. Like that's like yeah. fan service uh, to, you know, yeah. to, to the, in the most positive way, you know, I've also, um, I've also been playing some destiny, but only had enough time the past couple of weeks to go in and uh, go into the Plaguelands and do oh. some public events, which I fi- figured out the best way to. L- so I've been collecting. I forget what it is. It's like cl- all the medallions yeah. for all the like. Uh, yeah. What are they called? Feats of strength. We'll just call no, them that. They're not feats of strength. Um, you light up the. <laughs> oh no 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 the uh, yeah yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the the lanterns. So they're the artifacts. Yeah, the artifacts. Well, the, the Iron Lords. Iron artifacts. Lords. Iron Lords. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. trying to say. You light up the the. The fire in front of each of the Iron Lords. I have three Iron Lords left to go. You can only okay. do one a week if you're running one character in That's there. That's right. And my other two characters are far too low. And so all I've had time to do is go in once a week and uh, go to the Plague Lands and finish that weekly bounty. Or it's like a side quest yeah. every single week. I figured out the fastest way to do this, John. What's the fastest <laughs> I've way? I've done a lot of things. Hit me, man. Fastest way is just to go into that little like underground area, I forget what it's called, and do all the challenges. Yeah. With with like with like cooperatively with people. What the are the forge what are or called? whatever it's yeah, called? The fo- yeah. yeah, the Archon's Forge. Yeah, no. that's what it is. is that it? Yeah. Man, I'm just terrible with names right now. <laughs> I it's pretty late. We just watched a long Transformers movie. Yeah. So anyway, excuses, excuses. I've been going in there every single week and uh, grabbing my Iron Lord's medallion. 
So did you do the trick where you walk really slowly up the stairs to hopefully join with a group? Um, well, what what I've kind of done is I go into the Plaguelands. I do yeah. all the bounties I can right off the bat. Yeah. And inevitably it ends up giving me a an assassination bounty. Yeah, the one go kill the, kill the captain down kill there. Kill the captain down there. And yeah. so whenever I come back up, usually there's somebody up there uh, doing a thing. And you can't get out then anyway because right. it's closed off. And you're like, so hey, I, just, I might oh, well just do this. Stay here and do this. And then yeah. you just stay there until you can't anymore. That's or awesome. you pop your... Uh, your uh, quest so the uh if you walk really slowly crouch down and walk really mm. slowly up the stairs mm-hmm. going into that final room it'll like that's where it searches for a lobby yeah and so it'll try to put you in one with people but if you walk really fast it's like i'm usually whenever i'm doing the assassination i'm usually on my sparrow running through there nice. so i'm I not see, going slow so enough. you're just like i'm yeah. just gonna do this just take yeah. care of this this captain he's causing trouble and down that's here. the Gotta thing take like, him out. even whenever i go like before i figured this out where i was like oh i can actually like do this quest by doing this I would go down there, and I'm like, I'm not climbing back out of this thing. So, so like, you just leave? Yeah, just go to oh, orbit man. and come back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's funny about like that one is you'll you'll get to the point, and I got to this point. I'm not sure the the rotation of the uh, the, the what they have. Oh yeah. I'm not sure if they plan this out or if it's random or whatever. But like there was there were weeks where I was like, well, I don't need any of these three. Like whenever I needed one mm-hmm. um, Iron Lord artifact mm-hmm. left, I got there and I was like, well, I guess I got to wait until next week. Yes. And so, so you just kind of like stack yeah. it up. So. so far, I've been fine on that front, but I have now a feeling. Now you have three. Hey, I only have three left. So like if it doesn't roll one of them, then yep. I'm like, well. Yep, it could happen. I don't even know. I haven't looked at this week, so I don't even know if I can do this week. <sighs> yeah, dude. Destiny, man. I was. I thought whenever you were like, I've only had time to get in there. I thought you were going to be like, I've only had time to get into Destiny and do item management. You know? Oh, <laughs> gosh. Like, oh, that man. I need to do. So I, went, I, went, I finally went through and cleaned out my inventory and got rid of all my like year one it, Weapons like exotics. Um, got rid of all my. I decided to okay in my armor slots. I'm gonna get rid of all my um, cloaks that are not legendary. Got oh, rid of them all, all my green and blues. Oh man, gone. Just get out of there. Um, but now I've got all these purples that are about to max out my slots. And I'm like, okay, now I have to start making cuts to actual purples. I thought you were gonna like. I mean. That's insane, dude. That's because I was like, oh, now you're gonna have oodles of space, but yeah. that you're full again. Now I'm like, full that's hilarious. Of purples, and so I need to go through and be like, okay, oh, I man. want this. I don't want like the thing is the thing. The problem with Destiny One, let me just say this, and I hope Destiny Two does it different. Is with the rebalancing or with some like other like like say they introduce some kind of new mode or something like inevitably it'll be like you know what the best piece is to have is this chest right here and I'm like yep. well dang it I dismantled it last week because <laughs> I needed space you know and it's like because they, they'll there'll be one perk on it they're yep. like it 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 is useless anywhere else except for yep. whenever you're doing this one thing I'm like oh man guys like yeah. So th- that just makes you skittish to delete anything. That's right. And it's like, even if, like, I'm like, well, the shotgun, I don't think it looks good. I don't like <laughs> using it, but I might need to use it in the future. Kind of, like, makes sense that I would. Oh, Otherwise, man. why would they give it to me? Just don't dismantle all of your sniper rifles. Yes. Just gonna lay that out there. Inside keep joke. It, keep at least one. Um but yeah, dude. So so that's awesome. That's awesome. Destiny two is coming up very quickly. Yeah, I'm hoping. That, like, so I'm at like ninety percent of my it's book. It's coming so quick, and I'm like, oh man, I, I, I still have all this stuff I want to do. Ninety percent on my book. You're ninety percent on your book. I'm ninety percent on my book. What? I have ten percent, which is like five things. Each one is about two percent, depending. Yeah. It's like it's like one point eight percent. But we, we have three months, John. So I've got like five. I've got to fill out five more things before I can buy that T-shirt. So I'm gonna probably end up because I my goal like if I hit the book that's fine or if I get close I'll like grind it out. But I'm at like maybe thirty something percent. So I'm yeah. like whatever. Uh, my goal I want I would love to have all the achievements for Destiny. A flawless raider is gonna be a flawless challenge. Flawless is gonna be a challenge. I'm gonna have to go on like. Uh, an LFG site and find people going for it or something yeah. like that and like dedicate, hey, this weekend I am spending time <laughs> trying to get Flawless Raider. If you are a Destiny player out there listening to this, yeah. the sound of our voices yep. right now, you should reach out to Chris. Hit me up on Twitter at ChrisRight250 and you want to uh, get Flawless Raider. If you're good, yeah, I, ha- won't, I won't yell at you. Hashtag but. that Chris Flawless Raider. But don't be coming in here being like, I have done zero raids. <laughs> or I don't have any sniper rifles. I'm going to be like, sorry, man. <laughs> but if you're out there listening to the sound of our voices. Yeah. And you want to like Sherpa me through a, a, fall, a Flawless <laughs> yes. Raider. 
That sounds awesome too. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, Chris, mm. we've got to get to this epic Transformers review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we've got some news. The news. The news. I have one piece of item. Uh, All right. One one piece of item. One piece what of am item. I saying, Give me Chris? a piece of item, John. <laughs> Here is my piece of item. Netflix mm. launches a first of its kind animated series that is interactive. So you get to it's like choose your own uh, path what? with the uh, the uh, Puss in Boots. So so it's like a. Uh, is this live now? Uh, I I don't. How do you, how do you select it, the path? When it is so you can on your touch screen. You can touch, like it'll go like a left or a right. Okay. And you touch it, right? This is a kid's show. So uh, on your game controller, it'll be uh, like a button prompt. All right. Um, on your like smart television, it'll be like some Ooh. sort of a button prompt there. Right. Or if you don't want to choose, yeah. or if you take too long, Netflix will choose for you. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, the first interactive... So we're getting to the point here where it might, you know, like I was reading through this, I was like, literally, that sounds a lot like the Telltale games. Netflix is kind of moving on in, yeah, into the uh, into the old yeah, the old Netflix. I mean, I'm not gonna knock it till I try it, but this is the thing: television watching is usually a very passive activity. Yeah. You're not interacting with anything at all. Maybe turning up the volume, pausing if you have to go get something to eat. That's right. You know what I mean? But, so, yes, Chris, that is this true. Is no lo- My point is, this no longer sounds like a television show. This sounds like a game. So, let me see. Netflix uh, director of product innovation, uh, Carla Engelbright Fisher, is quoted. She said, I have a six-year-old daughter who talks to these shows all the time. So, like, kid shows. Um, like Blue's Clues or Dora the Explorer. And so, like, the, you know, this is the extension of that, which is weird to think about. I mean, I'm, I'm fine trying it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm it's just like, saying. Where's the clue at? And it's like, do you now clutch, like, oh, touch the gosh. screen? And, no. like, I don't know. This, this sounds is awful. A, this is getting to the point, Chris, where it's, it's, it's borderline Netflix is getting into the video game industry. Yeah, I know. And. It's very interesting. <laughs> This is not the only one that they have uh, planned in the works as well. So, like, this one's going to come out sometime this summer, and then uh, then there's another couple other ones that they've It'll got It'll be interesting planned. to see if they keep releasing them, because if they keep releasing them, that means people are watching them. And if people they are stop, doing it, yep. then people are not watching them. So that's the other thing, though, like, the uh, adding the interactive feature, right? Yeah. So they'll be able to probably, you would assume, you would assume that they would be able to track how many people actually press the button, or how many people are just like, let's let Netflix tell me the story they want to tell me. Right. Um, and then if like not enough people are actually clicking, not enough people are actually like in, I wonder if like it, involved in this thing, like they just got on in the corner, then will they continue doing this? Uh, yeah, I wonder. Uh, yeah, because I mean, I wonder how many options are available for each like path. Is it always like two options, and like how different can the stories be? There was a picture. Let me see about the picture. By the way, like, I, what's I, the, I got this from what's, Variety. What's the decision tree look like? I guess so is what I'm it saying. It looks like the decision tree that they give an example of. It's pretty much just two each time, and then but sometimes say it's two each time, and then those branch off. Yeah, so it's like oh, so okay. it goes kind of yeah, like this, and this one loops back around to this one. This one goes back to that one. So I mean, it's not like it's not like the so Telltale games yet. I was just wondering, like, okay, like if you watch this thing several times, you know, how many different variations in the story? But this is the thing where it gets what was the ju- game last year, uh, the PlayStation game, where it was like anyone can live. Anyone can die. Um, Everyone could live. Until Everyone dawn. could Yeah, until dawn. That wasn't last year. That was a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> like, the thing is, like, this works in books because books are more active that's right. activity than television viewing. You have to imagine things. You're turning the pages. You're reading the words. Like, very active. Yep. This is passive. Like half the time, people are on their phones while they're watching TV. That'd be like choose your own story audiobook. <laughs> you know, because it's like that's a that's a pretty passive thing. Like you just like yeah, you know. But well, still, it's still more active, I would argue, than like television because like you're imagining things. Like there's things that you can, like you you're not just presented with what it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, but I don't put it in an audiobook and sit there and. <laughs> Like it's, it's still that's pretty passive. Yeah, totally. I was totally. yeah, it's, it's somewhere in between because you have to you know utilize more brain power to yeah. 
visualize things, but right. other than that, it's pretty much the same. That's right. That's right. Anyway, that was my piece of news, mm. Chris. Yes. Just interesting. Such a weird, like, I read that. I was like, what? Yep. Netflix, video games. Telltale should be mad. Yeah. All right. So, big Star Wars news this week, John. Big Star Wars news. So, er, earlier this earlier this week, we heard that... Oh, my gosh. This is just, like, distracting me to no end. Um... I'm done. <laughs> that Phil Lord and Chris Miller had left the director's chair of Han Solo, the Han Solo standalone Wild, movie. Because, but what turns out to be true is that they didn't just leave, they were fired. And now uh, Ron Howard has been brought in right. to finish and probably, probably reshoot half this movie. So... The 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 behind the scenes like rumors are like um, that uh, Kathleen Kennedy didn't like the direction of the movie that it was going in. Phil Lord and Chris Miller didn't get along with Kathleen Kennedy or the rest of the studio. She didn't like how they were running the production. Mm-hmm. She didn't like how they were directing the the movie. She didn't like what it was looking like. She didn't like pretty much everything they were doing, and um, and so they removed. She removed them. And then I'm like, man, I'd love to hear the phone call that she uh, she made to Ron Howard being like, hey, man, will you come fix my movie? <laughs> yeah, this is uh, – I mean I feel like it's a no-win situation for anybody. No. You know? And honestly, no. like that movie that, – uh, more so than even like J.J.'s Star Wars episode uh, of the oh, – I can't remember the number, Chris. Oh, my gosh. Episode eight. seven? Yeah, seven. Oh, my gosh. Episode eight's about to come out. I know. Okay. Anyway, more so than his uh, his his Star Wars movie, I feel like this one has the most potential for the most fan outrage. Like, I mean, because mm-hmm. like Han Solo, super beloved character. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like with Episode Seven, you had to do certain things. With this one, you could pretty much do almost anything. Right. Um, you can tell any story. There's been so many Han Solo stories told over the years in comics and books. I guess it's like he's a pretty well established character inside the like expanded universe. Yeah. That's um, true. And so, but you could just tell whatever story, like there's that one story I always tell, I wish they would bring in. That'd be awesome. If they did the, the death troopers where it's oh like my zombies, goodness, dude. uh, um, stormtroopers yeah. in space. I want to, I want I want to see that dude. I, I really do. It's, but like, yeah, so I, I totally get it, but also like his, he, he more so than almost any other character has like the, aura about him where it's like everybody kind of has their idea of of who Han Solo was and yeah. is and was in the past and like you know, all of these things and so there's a lot of potential minds to step on and so it's like it's a no-win situation for almost whoever directs it especially now mm-hmm. that like Ron Howard like I don't I don't see how he comes out of this you know amazing unless it's literally just like the perfect movie mm-hmm. um and then it's a no-win situation if if like the direction is going a, a way that 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 the studio and, and and kathleen kennedy didn't like it's like that doesn't that doesn't feel good for them mm-hmm. and so yeah i feel like this is a this is one of those like man nobody is nobody's gonna come out of this thing perfect so yeah the uh the interesting thing about this is like uh, here's the here's the statement from from um, Kathleen Kennedy at Lucasfilm. We believe the highest goal of each film is to delight, carrying forward the spirit of the saga that George Lucas began 40 years ago. With that in mind, we're thrilled to announce that Ron Howard will step in to direct the untitled Han Solo film. We have a wonderful script, an incredible cast and crew, and the absolute commitment to making a great movie. Filming will resume the 10th of July. I think honestly, the next announcement is that. This has been delayed to Christmas of 2018. There's no way it's making its target right yeah, now. Yeah, it, like. it was. It was supposed to come out in the, uh, this coming May, like yeah. May 2018. There's like they have been in production for a while. Yeah. The like the rumors behind the scenes are like um, that uh, this was moving. Like so, Kathleen Kennedy originally, when she said like we want to make a West space western kind of a feel feel, and where this was going was more of a space comedy feel. Mm. Which is, you know, I mean, fine, whatever. Um, hmm. But like, okay, then you hired the wrong people, and I guess they figured that out. But 
this is not hitting any kind of date anytime yeah. soon. Like Ron, if it, if it was half shot, Ron Howard's probably going to have to sh- reshoot a lot of it. Yeah. And then with the rumors where she didn't like the way it looked and the way it was shot, it's like, do we are we going back and reshooting everything? Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like I feel like that's where we're at, like timeline wise, and I feel like like probably they know that. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I, I think this is all coming out in a like. Okay, now we announce this. <laughs> yeah, there's now a, we announce this. There's a damage control aspect. Now of we it. announce this, and so like if we're only gonna... for like investors uh, yeah. and things like that, because it's like yeah, if you drop all of this stuff all at the same time, then right. it's kind of like uh, you know, well, then it, doesn't look like, it doesn't look like you have a plan at that point, you know? right? Um, but like in this case, like I really do feel like yeah, it's it's the timeline is going to be as if as if this is just now entering yeah. the pre-production phase, you know, and then and then we get into like it's like oh well we have some kind of some stuff that we maybe use, um, but you you've got to imagine it's going to be a completely different movie than it was before, yeah. and I don't know. I mean, I, I like the idea that they have the confidence to say this isn't looking how we want it to look. Let's delay it. Let's yeah, delay it until it looks how we there's want it to two, look. This is the thing. There's always two sides to every story. Right. And I try to like imagine both sides. And yes, on one hand, I'm like, I don't want someone to screw up a Star Wars movie. You know, that's the last thing you want. Like, you screw up a Marvel movie, who cares? Yeah. No one cares. You're on you to the s- next one you later screw, that year. You screw up a Star Wars movie, everyone cares. Especially at this point. Like, we're only, like, two movies in right now yeah. into this thing. Yeah. Like, a Marvel movie is, like, a drop in the bucket comparatively to the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. But right now, we're two movies in, and right. then this, by the time this one was supposed to come out, we'd be, you know, th- th- only have three other movies. So it's, like, a quarter of them. Yeah. So, but then the other side of that is... Um, we've already seen with these standalone movies, they pulled Josh Trank off of one, presumably this one. Hmm. Um, it was going to be in the, whatever it was going to come out when this one was going to come out. At least right. we know that for sure. It was in that time slot. It was in that yeah. time slot. Um, and now that the the directors of Han Solo weren't taking it where they wanted it to go, they pulled them off. And I'm mm-hmm. like, do you just want a yes man? Like, yeah, are you, are you, are you just looking for Like if I was a director, if I was mm-hmm. say I was a, an up and coming director and they're like, Hey, do you want to direct the next standalone Star Wars movie? Like, I'd be like, I would have to seriously think about that. Yeah. Be it's like, like maybe, maybe, but are you going to let me yeah. do like have any kind of creative control or I'm, am I literally just directing the movie that you want me to direct? I mean, I'm not saying that's bad. And like, I think it, setting expectations is good. Mm hmm. But just looking at it from a creator perspective, having a studio clamp down yeah. on me and be like, you cannot make the movie you want to make. I totally see why um, like you just come to such a creative impasse. Like they say like creative differences. Yeah. It's like such a creative impasse where you can't work together anymore. We've kind of discussed this sort of thing with um, Marvel. Know, D- Disney in the past, like with Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like it, the uh, the Ant-Man movie yeah. where it's like that's a that's a, that started off as an Edgar Wright movie and yeah. it had some Edgar Wright flavor in there. But it's like they cited uh, creative differences before he left that movie. And mm-hmm. it's like it still is in question whether or not he left the movie or whether or not they did. And then also with everything with Joss Whedon and Avengers 2 right. and how potentially difficult that was for him to like work through with them. Yeah, we've talked about that multiple times. Yeah, and and uh and you know, he's he was and is still is close friends with like Kevin Feige who's like in charge of the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Uh by you know, and so it's like for him to run into trouble with people who he like who enjoys are his, who are his yeah, friends, likes, yeah. you know? Um it's it's it seems like like these big franchises where a lot of people are involved at the kind of top level and like people are, you know, very they care. Um I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird thing if you're a creative kind of a creative up and comer yeah. who's like new ideas about things, right? And again, you know, like mm. yeah, sometimes you have to like pick your battles. Maybe they weren't picking their battles, and maybe they like if you know if their if their vision for this movie was just like in the end wildly different from um, what they were hired to do. You know, that's just I, that's just the way it is. You yeah, know? but uh, you know, at, at the at the end of the day, it's still like, okay, well then somewhere along the line, something wasn't communicated or different expectations weren't set or you hired the wrong person yeah. or, you know, like, well, and if, and honestly, if, if any of those are the, like, if, okay. So if you hired the wrong person, for instance, is it's like, I'm glad maybe you just like pulled the plug and we're like, okay, let's, let's hit the reset button. Right. Get this thing right. But at the same time, like you said, it's like, well, there's, there is a, uh, there's a level of investment that the directors also have to go yeah. through for for this stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, 
I don't know, man. And like, honestly, again, like, if I was a, if I was a if I was a director and I was approached and they're like, "Hey, you want to direct the next one?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't know." Like, what call. is this going to look like? Be a hard call, man. I mean, unless you are someone like Ron Howard, mm-hmm. who has the clout to just do his thing. Yeah. Well, and that's also. I think that's why you bring in someone like him, where it's like right. you want to like make everybody feel good. Yeah. You know, they're not bringing in some other unknown. Right. Like they're like, all right, hey, we're bringing in the big guns to fix right. this. Right. Well, I mean, and, and uh, you know, completely unrelated, like specifics of the scenario. But like, whenever a director leaves, mm-hmm. you want like someone who's as big or bigger yeah, yeah. to take over. And so, like that was you right. know with with, uh, with the Justice League movie. You know, you have yeah. Joss Whedon finishing it up, and it's like. You don't want to just have like you know some up and comer. Yeah, it's in. like you know here here comes John Wright to direct this thing. Yeah. Who you know you don't yeah. want people to have that reaction whenever you remove uh, a, a creative team from something. Right. So or whenever someone steps away. The the funny thing about this is I'm like, I wonder if Ron Howard in his wildest dreams ever thought he'd be directing a Star Wars movie, or like if this hadn't happened, would Ron Howard have directed a Star Wars movie? I thought there was like there was rumors of him Were like being in talks at some point of it, but it's like that could have just been like wishful thinking early on or something. you know where it's like oh we're thinking yeah. about you know you, just, you drop the big names right. where it's just like you know like yeah, we're thinking about ron howard because like yeah, who wouldn't Ste- think about ron steven howard? spielberg yeah it's steven spielberg yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> you, just, you just drop all the names right. like you, you kind of like whenever you want to want people to think that you know what you're doing yeah yeah you just go and ron howard <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah i'm just gonna throw ron howard's name out there every single day. so uh chris this idea uh, how do you think we if we implement it uh let's think about hiring ron howard yeah, i mean i'm i'm thinking ron howard we're thinking ron howard i mean we might change our minds but we're thinking about him yeah we're considering maybe we are considering asking him maybe reaching out to him right exactly <laughs> That's the that's the verbiage I need to use. <laughs> that is that is, and in the next Ron Howard interview, that he's sitting down with somebody, they're like, yeah. "So we hear, <laughs> yes, uh, we hear that Chris Wright is thinking about and he's like, reaching out he's to like, you. Who? Have you been in talks with him, <laughs> dude? And if he said yes, I'd be like, oh man, <laughs> he'd be like, he'd be like, I'm actually very interested in working with him. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh boy, we got to get a project. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I got some things. I got some ideas. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I'll go write a script right now. I will stay awake for 48 hours and write, write you a script, <laughs> screenplay, Mr. Howard. It's going to be the best. Just have your people call my people. By my people, I mean me. Oh, man, that's amazing. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, we'll, uh, we'll watch it next year, probably next December. <laughs> but by next year, don't you mean like th- – Two years from now? Oh, that's possible too. Maybe two and a half. I mean, that uh, uh, I was like, like when I was talking to somebody after this hit, like at work, and he made a good comment where he's like, he's like, "Are we really ready for a Han Solo movie yet? Now that like after Episode Seven, like we haven't really even like dealt with his death in the the mainline films in a in a proper way." Yeah. Well, and I also think like obviously, and then all of a sudden he's back on the screen. Obviously, I would love for there to be like a Star Wars film every year from now until yeah. I die, you know. Yeah. But I also think like creatively, that is a hard pace to keep up. Mm-hmm. Like that is really difficult to uh, to maintain. And obviously, you have different directors, and there's lots of you know, there's lots of moving parts there though. And uh, and so I don't know, man. It's it it if we miss a year, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Was there another piece of news? I don't think so. <laughs> I think that might be the news. That's the news? So we're going to talk about some uh, post E3 stuff, but how are we, 33 minutes into this podcast? 40 minutes in. Yeah, so we should review this movie. We should review the movie. Maybe we'll talk about some post E3 stuff. There wasn't a whole ton. Yeah, yeah, and we uh, we don't really have a big mainline topic for next week, so yeah. it was maybe another review, maybe like a, uh, a can, different can review, and, stuff. and we can talk about some E3 kind of okay. new stuff, gaming-related stuff. All right, well, then now <laughs> we're reviewing Transformers The Last Night. Yeah, Optimus Prime. Uh, you mean... Never mind. That was going to be a, that was, that was <laughs> That's be a spoiler. That's a big spoiler, bro. Yep. Um, wow, you almost just like opened the uh, the can of spoilers yeah, right know, then. I know. Uh, it's too man, early, man. It's like what? it's like a soda that you've shaken up and you've got to like let it sit for a while before yeah. you open it. And so, uh, you know. what a mess that movie was. <laughs> <laughs> You're going there right now. I mean, might as well. 
All right, let's rip that Band-Aid off. I uh, mean, so... That is quite possibly one of the worst openings to Dude. a big blockbuster movie that I've seen in years. So I'm just going to say that like this story was actually... A, like The base of the story, like the, the, the general... I'm having a hard time like verbalizing <laughs> it. The general thought of this yeah. was, is great, yeah, like yeah. a great, and this could have been a really good movie. Yeah, just one of the most poorly executed movies I have ever seen. Wow. Yeah. And I don't understand. Like sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, okay, they could have fixed it if you'd done this, this, and this. But like as we went on <laughs> and the dominoes continued to fall and. In such disarray, I'm like, I don't even know how you put this back together. If you take it apart, if you can even put it back together in any kind of coherent way. Okay, let me just let me just say this, and this is not a spoiler. Yeah, there are five, count them five at least, distinct openings. Yeah. to this movie. Yeah, th- well, and we saw them all. And well, that, and then they jump into the middle of something every time without any context, without any introductions. The conver- conversations happen that I'm like, this doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, yeah. This, what you're saying on screen right now makes zero sense. Yeah, yeah. But like, what? Ha- what? What? What, the what I'm thing- seeing on screen makes zero sense. And then like, so once you start like sort of like you're like, okay, well, I guess like, okay, I guess we're here now. Then it would jump across the entire oh my world, gosh. and it would and you play start another in the freaking middle of something else. Yeah, and you'd like it'd be the opening of of another act one of a different it, movie essentially it? because the beginning of this movie. I'm just gonna lay this out here. <laughs> Sure, it's it's utilized as a as a beginning, but it's actually the end of another story <laughs> yeah. that we haven't seen the front of. Oh my goodness, dude! And the thing is, like by the end of the movie, you basically forget that all of that took place. Yeah, because the like and the end is so choppy and so weird. The pacing's all off. It's way too fast, but it's still a two and a half hour long movie. But by the <laughs> end, you're like, okay, well, this actually feels like the pacing's better now. Yeah. Um, I would say like, I will say uh, like okay, so normally like. I go into movies and I'm like, man, they set this thing up really well, but then they really like missed on that last act, you know, no, yeah. the final act of the movie. But like this one, it was like, it was a mess to begin with and it got like slightly better for yeah. the, for the final act where I was like, I actually, by the, in the middle of the final act, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can kind of get on board with what's going on here. Yeah. You know, well, like, and uh, obviously the pacing was messed up throughout the entire thing. And, and, but, I, think, and I think part of it is like, um, like there was no introductions for any characters. Like really, like there was some, where it was for some, yeah. And then like we would explain the same thing like five times, and then we would jump from one story to another story, and then come back to that other story. But like we're we're explaining things again that and and showing things like flashback things to what happened to in a flashback earlier. It's like this is just such a mess. There bro. were entire characters. That didn't need to even be in this. There was entire storylines that didn't need to be in this. Yeah. Th- things that happened that negated other things that happened, and that entire thing didn't need to be there. So, like, whenever whenever you think about, like, writing things, it's like, you, I feel like this was a first draft, and we were just yeah. like, let's go with it. Yeah. You know, because it's like, there are characters that literally... Yeah, it's like, just put everything down on page, and yeah. then we'll fix it. And then they didn't fix it. There was one character, which was like a fan shout-out, right? There was one character that was like a fan shout-out, but he, like only interacted with one other character and every single piece of information that he had for that other character, that other character then communicated to everyone else. Right. And so it's like, let's cut this line cut. and like, you know, let's oh, not have, there, let's there not have these yeah, there conversations. Was, there were so many things going on it was like, like that. um, and there was one thing in, in specifically where it was like, uh, man, I'm trying to do this without spoilers. Anyway, I, I won't know. do it. We'll do it in the spoiler section. Let's, yeah. let's, 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 let's spoil this here in a second. Okay. I, I will say the acting, was okay, except for Anthony Hopkins. Phenomenal. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Go figure. Anthony Hopkins was like the shining moments yes. of this. Like visuals. There were some moments where, like, with Anthony Hopkins, where like, like he's saying the most ridiculous things, yeah, yeah. but he knows for it. real. Yeah, but he knows it. He was saying ridiculous things, and like I buy every second of it. Yeah, no, because then, he knows then, that he he knows that it sounds ridiculous. Then Marky Mark over here <laughs> starts letting fly a bunch of words, and I'm just like, what are you even saying, man? <laughs> like, why? Are you letting this come out of your mouth right now? Yeah, and it's like, like Anthony, even even whenever he was saying the ridiculous things, it's like it's almost with a wink and a smile. Or yeah. it's like he's like, I totally know that this, oh, yeah. is, this is crazy. He was the best part of the whole movie. Yeah, he totally was. Um, the visuals great. 
Um, they so yeah. like one thing I have now found out. So like I've I've always I've always liked Michael Bay as a director and the the things that he he sees and directs and like the way he shoots movies. Yeah, I like that, but. Whenever it doesn't make narrative sense like this, mm-hmm. it like loses its. Um, it still looks pretty, but it like completely loses like any kind of gravity or emotion yeah. behind it. You're it's like, very okay. shallow. Where you're like, this is a gorgeous shot, but why? Yeah, there were a ton of gorgeous shots. Yeah. I mean, again, look, I Dude, mean, literally, you're not gonna you're not gonna get tired of looking at it. No, no, that's for sure. Like literally, like there were moments in there where like I would go, I would go, oh man, yeah. And it wasn't because the narratively I was like into this movie. Yeah, it was because like that is just a gorgeous shot. Like oh, it's a gorgeous real. like Dutch angle, and it's like it was all of like four seconds long, and you're yeah. like, what is this even? The the, the thing that did confuse me was like I f- it feels like a lot of this was shot on like IMAX mm-hmm. um, film or something like that because we kept switching back and forth back and forth back and forth all the time within yeah. scenes yeah, yeah. like well this one angle was shot yeah. on thirty five millimeter That's right but then the rest of it shot on seventy millimeter what is that all about and that was very that was disconcerting like within scenes yeah that was disconcerting because oh, it's like man. it's almost like you have like a three camera setup and one of those cameras is the IMAX one but it's not the one that you would expect it's not the wide angle it's one the it's the close like, up yeah it's like the one that's on somebody's face and you're like this would just be a really awkward shot of somebody's face in IMAX yeah so uh, there was that I also like I'm trying to remember um back in the day like i don't think michael bay was supposed to direct this one originally and then someone left Mm. the project and so he stepped in interesting because remember remember after every transformers movie he's like that was my last one he's yeah he's like that's my last one even this time yeah like he just did an interview i was reading it today yeah where he's like that's my last one unless we come back with a good come up with another good script or i don't know if he said another he said a good script yeah okay yeah, it's interesting. Like, it's weird because I feel, I really do feel like this one had major script problems, but it, like, it almost seemed like in a lot of ways phoned in, like, if, if from a lot of, like, oh, yeah, from, from pretty much everybody, you know, on, on almost every level, like, except yeah. for the visuals. Yeah. And, and the money they spent on the, the, the CG looked phenomenal. There was only a couple of times where the CG looked ropey. And in a, a movie that is this heavy in CG, it's like that, like it only having like a few moments where I'm like, oh, that character looks weird. And it was usually, uh, there's one like robot character who runs around a lot. And it was usually the, oh, running, yeah, yeah. the running scene it, 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 that it, robot. It just looked like he was like not in that place. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like, well, this, the atmosphere it doesn't look like like I'm not looking through the air at yeah, you. Yeah. You know how it looks like. It's I, like yeah. uh, you're just like I agree. Yeah, there's like, like no film grain or anything like that on it. Yeah, like it just doesn't. You're like, like Roger Rabbit into, into this scene right. essentially. <laughs> yeah, I will agree with that. But like the rest of it looks phenomenal. Yeah. and so it's like okay, well they didn't skimp in this department, but it feels like in every other department yeah. we're just like, well let's just do it. You yeah. know. Um, on and, on the pacing issues. Yeah. I like there was a moment in the middle of this movie where I was like. I don't know if you could possibly edit this movie faster. Agreed. <laughs> well, and and even like I mean, just from like more abrupt, you know, you know, all the like we're we're leaving. Oh gosh, it was so messy. Um, we are ripping this movie, Chris. I know we are. It's and it pretty. Des- it deserves it. It's pretty. Whenever pretty I bad. saw the Rotten Tomato score, like it's like at sixteen percent today, I was like, uh, that can't be right. Yes, it can. Um, so like I was. There's scenes when like okay they're literally before the movie started you and I were like yeah we're thinking it can't be as bad as people think it is people judge these movies really harshly and like they they want to hate them you know yeah. but all of that is is true but this one I feel like they're like, all right there would be a conversation happening and we would have several jump cuts not like jump where it was like jumping in the same angle but they would do a depth cut or something like that and like but it's obviously like this is a completely different take yeah and. Uh, so we would, we would do that several times and then all of a sudden we would jump and we'd all be in cars. Was there any transition to the cars? No. And then there's a jump cut to uh, there's cars chasing them. Where did these cars come from? I don't know. But now we're also in the city. Then someone would scream like in another scene and we see it for like two seconds, like bring out the copters and like, okay, well, here's the helicopters out of nowhere. Like why? We don't know why. What are they doing? Why are they chasing them? Yeah. Like there's no explanation for any of this. Yeah. There's all this conflict. People are yelling at each other. People are, People are fighting. Like all of a sudden, like the the Autobots will show up and start punching something. And you're like, "What in the world are we doing? Yeah, why are we doing this?" The funny thing I thought about, like some of the uh, some of the the inter like like interpersonal relationships that we had going on there. I don't think we had a single one that wasn't antagonistic towards each other. Like there wasn't like by the end of the movie, yeah, you were like, no, oh, we but yeah. like literally, we were pretty much like. 
at each other's throats for a lot of the movie, yeah, like, yeah. Where, where it's at the very least you're bickering. It's not even like mean, limp spirited, right. or like hateful or anything. It's it's literally just like we're just bickering. I mean, there's there were some of it, like you know, there's there's some conversations where um, Mark Wahlberg's talking to uh, that girl, and like they're like it's uh, a heartfelt conversation or something like that. Like there's some stuff to, uh, interspersed, and I, I agree most of this, yeah. and, and that's kind of like the story. <laughs> that's kind of like the story of this movie. It's like, well, this is just like two and a half hours of conflict. Yeah. Um, and for, for very, very, and most of it's unexplained. Yeah. Ungood reasons. No good reasons. For no, like the no, most of them, there's no reason. Even if you give me a reason, even <laughs> if I think it's a dumb reason, yeah. I can get on board. At least it's a reason. I can suspend my disbelief. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. No, there's no, no explanation. <sighs> um, the music, music. Steve Jablonski, who I like a lot. Yeah. He did uh, Pain and Gain. Oh, my gosh. He's done, a, like, several other movies with Michael Bay. If, He's done some video game stuff. If you out there Kids haven't War, heard the soundtrack to Pain and Gain, yeah, yeah. at least listen to the soundtrack. Like, if it's if it's not your, like, style of movie, yeah. I totally get it. But the soundtrack is so good on Pain and Gain. Yep. And uh, so he did that. Um, it was good. Um, what else do we usually talk about with this? Should you go see it? Oh, here's the man. Here's the deal, man. Um, this is the worst Transformers movie out of all of them. Yeah. So in that case, if you've wished that you hadn't seen, like, spent your money on one of the previous ones, yeah, don't definitely go. don't go see this movie. But it does continue the story in a big way, even though the even though it's so messy. But yeah. as long as you can figure it out and decipher, I got halfway through this movie Here. and I was like, I like at one point. At no point did they lose me, but because I had to think really hard about it. Yeah. At one point they did, and I was just like, I and it, I, I couldn't. Tell I need it, to know that I moment. Could, well, Chris. I couldn't tell if it was the movie or mm. like the. There's two. There's a couple couple behind us <laughs> who decided out of nowhere to have a full volume discussion about meeting up with someone yeah. later, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I realize that like we're not like we're not watching something that's going to be nominated for an Oscar. No, but, but you still don't <laughs> talk. And everybody paid money for this. No, so, uh, and we don't. We didn't was, pay money to sit into your living. It room. was at that same part. It was like, um, and so I'm like, I don't know that was, if that was because of them or because of the movie. That was a fairly low key moment. Like, but there were like yeah, some there was something happening. There was something that happened like in. In uh, in her dad's office. That's all I'm gonna say. Right. That's not spoilery. There was like a, a reveal that kind of happened, sort of, but yeah. not really. Um, but like, and I missed whatever that was, and so like that's when I was like, okay, I don't really know. But all of a sudden, we're in a car chase yeah. again, so I'm like, it doesn't matter anyway. I was also very sleepy near the middle portion of this thing, and so there were moments where I was like, I am having to really try hard here. Yeah. You know, I like mean, that, that's not the movie's fault though. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, just in general, where I was like trying like really hard to make sure yeah, because that I was paying in attention. order to figure, like, because they're just like. Spouting stuff off, <laughs> like all the time. It's yeah. like, and and the thing that's most mentally taxing is we would go down a, a train of thought or a storyline, and it would lead nowhere. And you're yeah. like, why did I spend so much time yeah, trying, trying to, to understand that, that? Anyway, so um, anyway. I I would probably say don't go see it. Um, <sighs> see, like I'm glad this is the thing. I'm glad I saw it in theaters, though. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Like I'm much more of a free flowing movie goer. Yeah, yeah. I will go watch. Bad movies in the theater, just to because I like watching movies in the theater. Yeah, this is probably a movie that if I was watching it at home, I would not pay as much attention to it, and I'd get like distracted and so bored. I um, kind of feel like, for me, yeah, that might be a good thing. Like what? if I if Being I was distracted like, from it. Well, if I was like if I was like watching it halfway, where I was like maybe I didn't necessarily. I mean, I think now I could watch it and be distracted. Can connect the dot. Like if I didn't necessarily have to connect all the dots and be like, I don't know why they ended up here because they don't explain it anyway. Yeah. But it's like if if I didn't have to know why we ended up here, but I know that we ended up here, and then and then really kind of invest in the third act. I think I would be I would be very happy. I would be very pleased yeah, with my uh, maybe, my experience. Maybe. Anyway, I don't feel like I don't feel bad that I spent the money on it. Like I, yeah. I I'm not like that but at all. But you're saying don't go see it. But I'm saying like don't go see it. Okay. I mean I'm I'm saying definitively like this is one you can you can skip and rent. I mean yeah I mean you can definitely um, if you're a Transformers fan, which I loved the first movie. Yeah. Kind of didn't like the second movie. Really liked the third movie. Mm-hmm. There's been a fourth one too, right? I think so. Um, yes, there was, and I liked the fourth movie. The fourth movie was good. Um, that was the one that introduced like Mark. I Wahlberg. would say go see this if you're not a Transformers fan, however, um, or if like you know you're just like eh, whatever, then do not. Yeah, I mean if you're diehard Transformers, like if you're, but I liked it. If you're like 
ride or die with Transformers, then definitely. I like you, the, you know you want to go see. This I like movie. the experience enough to go see it. Like yeah. I, I. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's spoil this thing. All right, dude. The spoiler clock is winding down. It's going to be a shorter one right now. Yeah. Because it's going down in five, mm. four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. Optimus Prime. It's not really Optimus Prime. He's Nemesis Prime. Oh, oh, oh. Um, so the the part uh, like to tell me what I missed. So the part that I missed was whenever she was like it was right before she was in her dad's office. Mm-hmm. So there was some kind of flashback, uh, like a black and white thing. All of a sudden, for some reason, all of her scenes with her dad were in black and white for no reason. <laughs> and then she like the next thing I know is it cuts to <laughs> a car chase and she's busting out the window yeah. in a car. They, I don't know how she got in the car. <laughs> they ran. I don't. They ran out of color film. Is what happened. Chris. Oh, okay. <laughs> on digital, digital color film, <laughs> yeah, they ran out of digital color film. Anyway, um, you didn't miss anything there, but like it was. What was the reveal? So the reveal was like that she needed to go somewhere. Okay, what? What did we find? Didn't we find that out later? That she needed to go to like. Yeah, we kind of did. Well, actually, no, no. Hang Dude, on. They were back at that office just smashing things. Oh, dude, like, really, aren't you supposed to be a historian? Really and you're the one who's ruining all this stuff? Yeah. Like this, oh, my gosh. Anyway, keep and, going. And he, she's like, did you check behind the paintings? And he, like, kicks a hole in yeah, one of the paintings. kicks a hole in the painting. <laughs> Is that how you check for a map behind a painting? By kicking yeah. a hole through it? So, like, I, whenever she got in the car, I don't know if she got in the car. So, <laughs> yeah. I think what happened was this, Chris. Let me just lay this out here. I think what happened, because I was also distracted by the people behind me. Yeah. But, I think she reached for the doorknob, right? And she was going to go in and uh-huh. like search it for it. Okay. But like she had a flashback uh-huh. to like something in her past with her dad. Uh-huh. And then she was like, ah, I can't handle it. Yeah. And so she was like, I'm just going to leave. And so she got in the car. The car the then, car who was the transformer? But that's not her car. That was the that was um, Anthony Hopkins' car. Um, no, Anthony Hopkins knew that car, but it was her car. Oh, it was her car. Yeah, I think okay. it was given to her. By uh, by her father, <laughs> who had like the 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 transformer had promised that he would take care of her. Or whatever. Okay, and oh, so okay. he shot okay. out the I letter. He shot yeah. out the letter from the glove box. That's what I didn't see. Yeah, and she like it was from her father. It had the little seal on it that was the same as the uh, the little thing on Mark uh-huh. Wahlberg's arm. Yeah, and like she pops it open. and It's like a note from her dad, and then it's like the doors lock and the car kidnaps her. Yeah, so didn't miss anything. Okay, really All nothing right. substantial. So. um... I, like there's there's really no place to begin because this movie didn't begin anywhere. Chris, it began five different places in the middle of five it, different. But they, openings. yeah, that's my point. They're not even real beginnings, John. <laughs> that's right. Like if we're saying it began five, it didn't uh, begin five different times. <laughs> oh, we can just jumped man. into the middle of something. Like we jumped into like at the beginning with those kids. All of a sudden, like okay, are we supposed to be attached to these kids? No, because they never show up again. But this one girl <laughs> who we're supposed to like, I guess, understand what's going on with her situation. Like, nope. Uh, like we're supposed to, yeah, we're supposed to follow her, but and then, have an emotional attachment to her, like uh, her transformer friends. She served no purpose in the entire movie. Basically, no. She had no effect on the final plot. Well, she did tell her tiny little uh, robot oh, to take gosh. out the gun. Okay, if that's the whole reason she's in there, mm-hmm. like just have some other character fulfill that role because yep. all she did was cause problems the whole time, needless confrontation and conflict. Right, and then the same was true for the uh, the other character I mentioned, the dude in in Cuba, like on the phone. He's like yeah. a past movie. He's like from right. the past movies. Yes, but he all he did was he called Anthony Hopkins, told Anthony Hopkins things. Anthony Hopkins passed that information on. Like there is well, a, like we didn't and, need and, to know that. <laughs> and the the. I'm like, well, how do you know this? Why do you know this? The thing, like, Anthony, like, the thing I was like, this happened over and over again. And by this time, I was just like, this is just hilarious. Um, whenever uh, she found out, like, the staff is, like, she needed to go to the, the Naval Museum. He was like, of course. I knew it. I'm like, yeah. well, if you knew it. <laughs> Why did we need to go through this? <laughs> I, I outwardly laughed and I said, I said something to you at that point where I was like, what? what? If, if you knew it, then why, whenever they showed up, when I'm like, hey guys, uh, we're going to the uh, Naval Museum. Yeah. BT Dubs, Naval Museum, meet me there at four. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, bro. <laughs> and that's not the only example of that over and over again. I will say though, like this is the thing. This is the problem with the entire movie is like, so like the girl. Pointless character did not need to be there, but at the end you're like, oh man, and she's like, you know, like has her head up against the uh, the her robot, and it's like super cool shot, and you're just like, oh man, that's so cool, the connection she has, the robot, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well now I have like now there's emotion, but I'm like, oh, it's just there's no setting that up on the yeah. front end. 
And then I felt the same way about the romance. Like, I mean, they tried to set up like sort of romantic things going on, right? But like, I, I like you never. <laughs> it was cut together in such a so weird way weird. with so much like, <laughs> you know. Weird, weird conversations and weird, like, like awkward dialogue. Yeah, and I'm like, why is all this awkward? But and really, I guess it was because like neither one of them had had loved in a while or had a relationship in a while. I That's guess? why it's supposed to be awkward. But none of this is explained or even implied. You're just assuming that as a viewer. Yeah, and then it was like because it was so like so abruptly like cut, like yeah. so abrupt, like there was no breathing room, exactly. there was no space. Well, that's what that, I'm saying. Like, the only time that I like at the Indian, wherever they're sliding down that uh, <laughs> the 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 floor there, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The, and the music is going because Jablonski is amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and like that, I was like, oh, I wish they'd set this up well because that would have been a good moment then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's still like, it's, oh, I wish they'd set up the kid and the robot a little bit better. Yeah, I wish yeah. they'd set up, oh, uh, man, set, up set up everything better. Set up the, this relationship a little bit better. Again, though. I wish they'd set up the Bumblebee and, uh, and Optimus Prime thing a little I bit better. I think they, he did, he did a, a halfway decent job with the story of King Arthur. And like tying that in with the rest of the movie because it did yeah. it did run a like there was a thread through the whole thing about that and yeah. I, I, and I think like you could that was the only thing that held everything together and I think that like, was the only glue you think about the uh, the concept for the entire movie and I think that yeah. that was that's the what concept. I meant by like yeah that concept is amazing it's good and like the whole thing like well okay you know all of a sudden uh, Cybertron's here and uh, it's going to suck the life out of the earth yeah it's cool or Unicron or whatever it's called yeah. Well, I mean, and, and the other side of this, like, villain-wise, let's think about the villains so far. Like, we really, we had the big main villain, which it was, you know, she was on Cybertron, she was yeah. coming to coming to get the Earth or whatever, but she didn't really do anything. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, she, like, uh, yeah, and that was, I mean, again. We had no reason yes, to fear her. But, like, you, and we don't understand what, what did happen to, um, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. Like, why yeah. all of a sudden did he turn? Why did she reprogram? Like, how did she reprogram him? Or yeah. like, whatever so, that like, was. Uh, yeah. She. Well, she. This is what was confusing about that. She reprograms him, and he's like, "I will follow you." And then the next scene, you go back to him, and he's all chained up, and she's like telling him what's going to happen. Like he doesn't. Yeah. Like she can't. And then the next scene, you go back to, he's not chained up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he shows up, and he takes the staff, and he's all like evil or whatever. And it's like, what is? happening right yeah and now. then bumblebee snaps him out of it with his real voice with his real voice how which, did that happen which we thought he had ripped out his own like vocal cord, vocal earlier. cord earlier yeah that was very strange but like so they could have set that up better should have set that up better um this was a this was a movie that missed all of the setups chris <laughs> missed them all literally every single setup that you could have possibly had with this movie they were missed um it was just like the as far as the the villain and the conflict goes like Megatron? Not a threat almost. Well, like, I mean, but he was. But he made like, like he made a deal with the government, which is a dumb deal because like why and that would was you, never explained. Why would you ever do this? No, what, what wasn't explained was the government side of things. Like yeah. why are you doing this? They tried to explain it. Where they're like, "Oh, we've done They said we've done these type of deals exactly. before. They told you what we did. They didn't say why. <laughs> ever. They said, "Well, we've always, we've made questionable deals like this before." And it's like, "When?" Yeah, well, I mean, probably in the other movies. Who now? You know, oh, like, that's true. I don't yeah. know. Like, some of the, like the Transformers were cool. Like, I yeah. love the Transformer now that can stop time. That was super cool. That was really nice, and that was a good thread. Like introduced early on yeah. that that paid off later. Like, I think like uh, this is the, probably the most visually uh, like with impressive with the Transformers and the way that they work. Like with the first two movies, I feel like everything was just so close up because they couldn't actually like do what they wanted to do with Transformers. <laughs> the graphics hadn't really come yeah. into their own yet. And it was just like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Just yeah. Remember seeing, seeing that in IMAX and it was like, it was, oh my gosh, it was crazy so huge. Um, and all these movies have had problems. I'm not saying that any of them are perfect. The, per- the first one was pretty good. Like in terms of like, uh, just like a straightforward movie. And that, and that was the part point. Like this movie didn't have, it didn't feel like it, it was a movie. Like it yeah. didn't feel like it was set up at all. It didn't feel like it, you know, it had a, it, it wasn't it was just it was just there and while it had main characters they never felt like they were main characters you know like where like even in like the first movie like you had uh you had uh with wiki and yeah. it, like and he was like the main character and you're following him and you like you yeah. you know it's there was none of that yeah there wasn't like there wasn't a focus it, it was just like. like here's all the stuff <laughs> yeah, I yelled as loudly as you possibly could yeah yeah 
All right, Chris. I oh, think man. that's about it for me. I think yeah. uh, I th- think I've exhausted my. Uh... Yeah, that's it, man. All right. What do you want to rate this thing? I'm giving this a five out of ten. That's exactly what I'm giving it. And we we know that on my scale, it's like five and above. I'm glad I saw it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Below five, it's it's in the how 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 much did I dislike this movie? Yeah. So, um, so it's riding that line really. It's closely. really riding the line, and it's like. I mean, they, they were they were setting it up for another one. Yeah, dude. Well, like if the third act. Okay, so here's the way I'll put it: if the third act hadn't been as together as it was, which it was a mess still. It was yeah, it was still a mess. <laughs> but, like, if, okay, but if okay, if it hadn't they're been weightless, but the whole thing, like I understand weightlessness <laughs> whenever they are. I guess because they're plummeting and they're, yeah. and, and they're. It's how they shot uh, Apollo thirteen. Yes, I yes. But then it's also turning at the same time. I don't know. It didn't That's right. Like, it didn't seem like it worked. You're right. You're right. It didn't seem like it worked physics-wise. The external shots where you're like angled and you're like, are they at that angle? I don't yeah. think so. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it was still a mess. But if that third act hadn't been – like I was, I was sitting there like through the first like majority of the movie thinking, man, I, I don't know. I, I wanted – I wanted to like it. <laughs> but I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, <laughs> beautiful movie. Wow, dude. Wow. All right. Now we've let that out of our system. <laughs> Step off the soapboxes. <laughs> you can find us online at sandtargetpodcast.com on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And John Wright777. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Let us know what you think of the podcast. <laughs> Rate us. Rate us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, next week. We don't really have plans. We tentatively, like we talked about, going to see uh, Baby, Baby Driver. Driver. Yeah, um, so maybe. We might see that. Um, we might talk about some post-E3 things, some thoughts, um, some of the uh, the drama around uh, cross-play. Ooh. Yeah, so um, stay tuned for that. That's it for this week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time on Stay, stay on, on Target. target.